Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me today to talk all things Arsenal, I have Calvin. Good morning. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Steve. Good morning to you and happy Friday. Um, even if it's an Arsenal free weekend, um, it's still always good to be Friday, right? But how are you, mate? You, you keeping well? I'm all good, mate. Happy Friday indeed, right? Best day of the week, apart from Saturday. It's not the warm-up for the best day. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yes. But no, all good, mate. All good. You're looking very, I must say, you're looking very wintry there. You've got your your nice green Arsenal jacket, the yellow Carhartt hat. Looking yeah. very, you're looking very cosy, very cosy oh. for, a, for a Friday morning. We're getting we're getting to that, that time of the year, mate. You know me. Love a beanie. Um, I'll be supported by uh, one of our frequent listeners on that, I know. But um, yeah, it, I was just in from walking a dog, to be honest. I, I haven't showered yet because I'm a grubby bastard. And uh, oh. You know, it's like I can't. You can't go outside with a messy barnet. Um, it's just not acceptable behaviour. So yeah, that that's why the uh, the beanie is on this morning. You you're not wearing that hat to my wedding. Just just no. so you know. Well, I've you got can, a different one. Be... It's a bit smarter. It's a bit smarter. <laughs> 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 he's uh, he's got a black one, black tie event. Um, oh, no, you look look looking very good, mate. Very good. Um, we Jeez, are bro. in the midst. Of a international break, you, you did mention mm. that Arsenal are not playing this weekend. We actually are playing uh, against the, the women. Are playing yeah, against Tottenham North London Derby, tomorrow. and uh, you know, will you be watching that? Fifty thousand tickets sold. That's you know, got to say. I mean, I, I don't, I don't watch watch it the sport, but fair play, that is phenomenal, right? Yeah, no, that's really really good, and it's good to see the game growing. Um, it's only right. We all love the football. Uh, we love the Arsenal. It's funny, isn't it? Because like I've never been a massive supporter of the women's game, um, but I've always kept an eye on the Arsenal results because it's Arsenal. It's, it's, it's just one yeah. of those. Obviously, we're True. such a successful women's side for ever. Pretty much, we've always been pretty good. Um, and I think, look, the the women's tournament that took place. Look, the, the quality in the group stages, you know, wasn't the best. Um, but I think once you got into those knockout games, yeah, I mean, I remember watching a couple of them, and they were pretty entertaining to be honest with you so look you know the women's super league uh in the uk is decent um i probably will tune in because you know why not it's a north london derby it'd be interesting to see what it's like and if we can slap slap the spurs um i'm always down yeah. for that to be whether, whether that's whether that's men's women's doesn't Youth matter doesn't matter yeah we'll take it right um exactly. to be fair if it wasn't for the fact that it was my birthday tomorrow, I'd have probably gone down. But I don't think the missus will want to spend my birthday weekend out of the football. Well, you talk, it's your it's your birthday, mate. You do what you want. It's the one day uh, of the year it's fine. where you call the shots and there's no questions. T- to be honest, she already she's she's been a star this week. She um she drove me to uh the the, the bus station at like five in the morning on Sunday so I could okay, go do it. to to Brentford so she you know what I think she's I think she's um done enough uh for one week um speaking of Brentford or as I like to call it a nice kickabout with the lads um with the boys. how good was with that the, with, the, with the boys with the boys, with the boys. well I, I, I mean I, it, I changed it as like a subtle but okay yeah I mean let's call it as it is it's the boys right um we felt like we were playing boys let's be honest the way we dominated good, that game. Can we just, yeah, take a moment. How bloody good was that? Like, it was just, it was, it was just so, I don't know. It was like the most, it was, it was like a training session, right? A little bit. I mean, so, com- so comfortable. So a little disclaimer for, for the listeners. Um, I was, I was away last weekend. I was at a wedding uh, in the UK, which was phenomenal to say the least. Um, can't beat a good knees up at a wedding, can we? I'm looking forward to yours, obviously, uh, in a month's time. So I only managed to catch live about maybe half an hour, 40 minutes. So my knowledge of the game isn't as good as it usually would be, but from what I've seen, um, Obviously, the post-match reaction, you know, I've watched extended highlights, even, the, you know, the, the period of the game I actually saw. I mean, yeah, it's it's something which is becoming frequent with watching Arsenal lately. Um, I'm still trying to get used to it. It's obviously a great thing to get used to, right? But I just feel like well, these kind of games, yeah, we are dominating. I mean, even if you look at the United game, I thought, we, you know, we actually dominated the game but it, but it unfortunately just didn't 
go the way we wanted it to. We just weren't ruthless enough in the final third. If we probably were, it would have been a very different game. But I mean, yeah, it's it's so nice to watch us control games and just be on top of it. Um, I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, 64% possession overall, fantastic. Um, it's obviously, it's cool, well and good having the ball as we know, but it's what you do with the ball as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were at the game, obviously, new ground. What what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? I mean, it's, it came through my phone, not the TV, um, pretty well. Before before I get into that, it, it does scare me that you didn't really watch the game. So this the, the content is solely reliant on you what i remember from the game <laughs> uh, thankfully it was a midday kickoff yeah you know what it was as way games go it was one of the weirdest i've ever been at mm. um obviously was very lucky to get a ticket and n- none of none of uh you know our friends went so that was a bit weird like going down on my own but thoroughly mm. enjoyed it it was it was a great day um there was just a, it was such a weird atmosphere it was very subdued for a football game. Whether it was just like with everything that was going on in London with the, the, the Queen, I don't mm. think it was that. Maybe it was like the early kickoff. It was just really flat. Um, like, yeah, very bizarre. Honestly, even in the way end, like, bear in mind, like, how good we were. Mm. We, you know, we led for most of the game. Like, there, were, there were songs going, but it wasn't constant. It was sort of dying of death. And there were periods in the game where the ground was just in utter silence. Mm. Um, Brentford, Brentford fans were doing their, for, were, were doing a ninety minutes, a ninety minutes sponsor silence. Um, mm. By all accounts, they they were literally non-existent. Mm. But it was it was good. It was it was yeah. It, it was it was very enjoyable. Re- weird ground, very strange ground. Like you, you're walking down the street, and there's loads of like apartment buildings and flats, and mm. then you sort of there's a little guy with a stick, which is away fans, and you walk around a corner and you walk down some stairs, and the grounds is like hidden. It's such a it's a cool little ground though i, I really mm. liked it but it's very very weird like the concourse is all weird because like different levels Did, um but yeah yeah look looking at that stadium yeah it's like do you know what it kind of reminds me of not not obviously you know they're not exactly the same but it's just because of the way it's built in between roads and stuff some of the stands are really odd shapes um it reminds me of the dell to be honest with you um because it used to have you know I know. I remember at the two ends, they were like on angles, slanted. Yeah, it's really funny you slanted. say that because I, I was chatting to this, the guy next to me, and I said it literally reminds me of Southampton with that with that stand. Um, but I imagine Southampton. Actually, I've been to Southampton before. Um, the new ground, I, I can confirm, they actually do make a little bit of noise, mm. <laughs> which tops anything Brentford did um, mm. on Sunday. But no, it was it was a great day, great performance. Um, felt, really confident going in. I just felt mm. like this is a new Arsenal team and this isn't even like going back to last season where we, we had a really bad record. Whenever we lost, we really struggled to bounce back. Mm. Whereas this season, it's sort of like, you know what? I felt like even after losing to United, it was like, we didn't necessarily deserve to lose that game. It wasn't really a fair no. reflection of that match whatsoever. So, not, you know, not back too. to winning ways again. Uh, thoroughly deserved it and, and we looked we looked the business didn't we um, from start to finish yeah no absolutely and, and again in the 30-40 minutes that I saw yeah we we absolutely battered them but it was a case of I think we were talking before going into it we were disappointed that you know the Everton game got called off the week before because one of the things I think we all wanted to see was that you know you just said it there is that balance back ability something we suffered with last season you know our losses usually came in twos and threes Um but it's great to see us, you know, stamp that out straight. almost. Yeah, stamp that out. I mean, look, it's only you know very small sample size, but we've done it at the first ask, um, and that's exactly what you want to see. It's just a case of you know banishing the demons from last season. I think we all owed Brentford one from last year. I remember we talked about you know we went to Brentford home, wasn't exactly convincing um, that particular victory on the day, but you know we definitely owed them one for that opening game last season. I think. We absolutely just did to them uh, last weekend what we should have done to them on the opening game of the, the season before. So no, it's it's great to see. I think just Arsenal in general at the minute are a very different beast. It's I just I'm just really, I guess, very happy now that 
Arsenal as a football club stuck with Arteta uh, just to give him the time because it was, he inherited an absolute shit show. There's no two ways about it. I even remember having reservations about him being appointed because of the size of the job. I mean, your first job in football is tough enough as it is, but taking on that Arsenal squad in the current state or in the state it was, I just thought it's too big for someone who's not got the experience. But credit where it's due, he's done such a great job. Um, the players he's brought in, the mentality he's instilled um, in the squad, you know, the, the connection between the supporters, the team, and dare I say the, the club in general. I mean, when was the last time you heard somebody say something about the Cronkers? Not since probably the 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 failed attempt to try and get us into that Super League. Sure. And that 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 screams volumes to me. I mean, look, there's no one's ever going to be completely happy. And there's probably some people are still on the fence about Arteta, but it, for me personally, it just it it just feels we've been saying it for a while, it just feels like a great place to be, doesn't it? Like even going to the Emirates is a, a vastly different experience to what it's ever been. In my eyes, um, I just think the mood, everything's just on that upward trajectory and it's just long may it continue. And I'm not expecting us to have a title charge this year, right? But one of the things I've been saying, and I think we've been saying ever since we met, I just want to see Arsenal being competitive again. And that's exactly where we are. And it's, it's so much more fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think all we've ever really wanted is to sort of buy into... You know, the idea of a club, you know, having a manager that we can get behind the players mm-hmm. that we have that connection with. And obviously football is is all about winning trophies, right? But mm. I think more importantly, it's about living in the moment and having that connection. And there's just that feeling around the club and that excitement. And we've got a, we've got a crop of players that that we love and and you know that we we think of you know we we want them to obviously we always want Arsenal to do well, but you know, when you look back to the likes of Mustafi and Ozil mm. and Guendouzi and these players who just felt very alien. So, mm. and you listen, it's it's all on Arteta. Uh, I think he's done a, a fantastic job and, you know, I, I will put my hands up and I've said many times throughout the, the process or the project, whatever you want to call it, that I didn't mm. always feel like he was the right man and it was maybe too big. And, you know, you look back to, to that, that was it, uh, two seasons ago when we were playing behind closed doors. Mm. And I saw a tweet the other day with like, I think it was like 10 fixtures and like we beat Man United in the middle, like one nil. And you look mm. at the defeat, and we drew, we like drew nil nil at Ellen Road and we were losing to everyone. And you think, wow, yeah, that, that, the I fact that a... he came through that horrendous mm. run. And mm-hmm. I think that was around the time we actually started recording the podcast. It was, it was. You know, what, what were we even talking about? <laughs> like, it was honestly... I mean, it was bleak anyway because of COVID, but the fact that we were playing such dire football, yeah. it was just so flat and miserable. It really was. We went it's, on it's a, night a, a losing day. streak. Mm. It yeah, is night it's, night, day. it's night and day from where we were and where we've come. And, you know, he's always going to have his critics, but if you're still criticising him, it's like, well, what are you criticising? Like, we've won six out of seven. We're top of the league. I know, listen, I don't think we'll win the league this season. I just don't think we will. I think there's a long way to go, but the progress is massive and that's, mm. you, you can't deny that. And if, you, if you're still arguing the case, I think you just look a bit silly. You know, I mean, look, you can, you can look, look around, right? You can criticise, right? And I think, you know, going back to that, that I remember that pre-Christmas losing streak we went on, I think we lost to Burnley. There was some really poor results along the way, right? And I think a lot of us were like... And even the club, and this is why I say, like, I really admire the club for sticking by Arteta at that point, because a lot of clubs would have just gone, do you know what? This is not fucking working. Sack it off. Let's get some experience in. But I think the club really understood what needed to be done. Arteta really understood what needs to be done. I think that's clear to see now. Um, it was a complete rip it up, start again scenario, um, which we've done. You look at the squad now versus when he took over. That shows that. Um, but one thing I just wanted to touch on, I think I've spoken about this for, for ages and it's the fluidity of football opinion, right? You, you, you'll remember this. And it's one of the podcasts I listened to recently was the Arsenal Vision podcast. I think it's Elliot. I mean, a lot, a lot of us can't get on board uh, with the, the the speed of which that guy speaks. But once you get used to him, he actually talks quite a lot of sense. Um, 
And one of the things I just it obviously hit home for me was he, he was basically going, if you want to change your opinion on something, we need to normalize the fact that that's completely normal behavior. It's, it's acceptable, right? If you lose one week, I've said it for ages, like foot, football opinion will change, right? Because it's a results-based business. Uh, but he was saying, if you want to change, that's completely fine. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that, right? If you are Arteta out at that period of time, I can completely understand it. I, I can, like I've just said it there. I said that a lot of clubs would have got rid, but we didn't. And now if you want to go, do you know what? I love Arteta. It's like, you could even throw Granite Xhaka into this conversation. And, you know, we had a little laugh about it when I, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I turned around on this pod and said, I love Granite Xhaka. We had a good laugh about it, but I love him because of what he's done, how he's changed the opinion of many of us, not all, because a lot of people still look back to Palace and as much as I disagree with his reaction, I understood it from a human perspective. That must be fucking horrible to experience your own club fans. You know, Abue went through it, different circumstances, but again, he turned it around. We all love Abue now when we look back at him. But that's just, I just think you're too worried about your own opinion if you can't change it. You're too busy trying to prove people that what you initially decided was right. And I just think that, and again, I wrote it down in black and white when I used to do blogs. I said, I would have chosen Angelotti at the time. I would have. But what do I know? I'm just a fan. Literally, I've got a biased opinion when, or I'm a little bit, you know. Arsenal's glasses, right? Exactly. Because I just want the best for the club. And it, you can't envisage the future, but it's completely normal to change your opinion on what you see on players, on managers, on the club, on the crunkers, whatever it is, it's completely normal because it's a results-based results based business. And we're doing well at the minute. Uh, and we have been for actually quite some time. Um, we're going in the right direction. So I just think, you know, look, if, if you're still out or whatever on the fence, that's fine. But I don't know, open your eyes a little bit to like you say, enjoy the moment. Live in the moment, enjoy the Arsenal. What you know, the, mm. the 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 mood around the club is just—it's something that I can't remember for quite some time. Um, I hope it stays. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think you know you you've hit the nail on the head there. Like I've said it many a time. You know, I've been critical of, of players and managers, mm. um, but then I've I've always been very open. You know, and said you know what I was wrong, and and this is my opinion. I think I think football we wear our hearts on our sleeves. You know, and if we lose a game, emotionally, we're just you're you're almost looking for someone to blame. You know, you you mm. you're you're trying to channel that anger. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with taking a few days and going. You know what? Yeah, I was wrong, and 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 changing your opinion. It's almost like there's this criticism of like people call it flip flopping, but it's like I don't think it's flip flopping. It's just it's not no opinion opinion changes. You know, mm. I think I think you made a really good point there where you you get some. And this is, for, you know, in all walks of life, some people who are that sort of stubborn, and even though they probably know that they're wrong, mm-hmm. they're just like, no, they will keep going down that that road, and you know, mm-hmm. each to their own. Um, but the thing getting, is, though, getting right? back to sorry, just one last point I just wanted to make. I sorry, Steve, I just wanted to say that, like, we will continue to criticize. By the way, like, do you know what? When we lose, like, look at United. One of the things that got brought up heavily was Arteta's three substitutions, right? Mm. That's that. That's just natural. You in defeat, you will criticize. Even in victory, right? If you haven't played well, you'll yeah. you'll be like, it's great to win, right? But you'll go, oh, I don't think we did this right. Normal. It's just because all we want is the best for the club. Um, I wouldn't even say it's like a criticism. I'd say it's just like it's an observation of what happened, and you either look at point. it in a positive or negative light. Um, good point. But I wanted, I did want to, did want to sort of go into the game a little bit. Um, Absolutely. We've sort of gone off on a little little chit chat as we do, but. Um, notable absentees, Zinchenko and uh, Odegaard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Partey back in the squad. Uh, what a boost he is. What a boost. Like, whatever you think of Thomas Partey, like, honestly, like that Arsenal 11 with him in, it's, it's honestly night and day. What he brings yeah. in that midfield, his presence, the way he dominates the midfield, his movement, you know, the, the fact that he's an he's massive, you know, he's an absolute mm. tank of a player. And him and Granite mm. Xhaka just look it's our strongest, it's our strongest two in that in that in that position. And that really lifted us. Um 
Fortini did well coming in for Zinchenko. It's quite clear yeah. that he's the he's sort of the number two now. But I thought he was alright. And well, Zinchenko is versatile, isn't he? So he, he's is a diverse sort of player. You could move him around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think between the two of them. Uh, you've got, you know, two of the most injury-prone <laughs> fullbacks in the game. So I think between mm. the two of them, we'll probably get a full season. <laughs> well, this well, this is the thing, right? I, I actually, I'm glad you brought up Tierney because I wanted to kind of ask you about him. And, you know, you saw the full full performance. You've just said it, it was solid. And I think, you know, we were kind of saying this, when, when Tierney's come in since Zinchenko's been injured, we were all a bit like, whoa, this is quite a difference. But I think a lot, and again, this is what I mean about football opinion, right? You just act, react so emotionally to what you've just seen for 90 minutes in front of you. But I think you kind of initially forget the bloke just had a really serious knee injury. He's only just back. Mm. He's finding his feet. And I think Brentford, again, from what I saw and what I've read, is his best performance of the season so far. And that's because he is finding that match fitness, as we say. And it's he's more comfortable, you know, that it, and again, the iteration of Arsenal is ever well, not ever changing, but it's ever changed since it's been continuously evolving since he arrived at the club. And I think now, you know, he's adapting his game um, to you know Mikel Ar- Mick Arteta's super reds, as you love to say. And um, even you know, Graham Zach has been through that tricky, oh, tricky reds. Sorry, it's actually Mikel's tricky reds, but you know, it's fine. Just misquote me. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that that. Sorry, mate. I know. I don't, you know I... You, you're right. You're right. Um, but I think I think it was you who, who made the good point before about the stand. It might have been you. It might be James about the standards risen since when Tierney's come in, mm. and it's sort of like has he been left behind? I don't, I don't think so. I think no. a, a big part of it is match fitness. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look at Bellerin. Right, Hector Bellerin he had a big injury, and unfortunately, mm. it really changed his career, and he never sort of got back to that level and. You know, we, we persevered with him and it just didn't work out. Whereas, you know, I think already, you know, Kieran Tierney's getting those minutes under his belt. And I think, listen, he's a solid choice. And if he's, if he's at left back, he's, if he's, I don't know, centre half, wherever you want to play him, I think he's always a solid option, right? Yeah, no, he is. He is a solid option. And I think, you know, the the great thing is about having, and again, we spoke about squad depth, quality, all this sort of stuff. This is what we want. I want, I want players fighting for positions. It's like Tommy Arsenal, now, brilliant last season. He's he's at, you know he's come out and said I think in the last few days that he, he needs to up his game. He's realizing it. You know the levels changed again. Arsenal Ben White's coming and done a super job at right back so far. But he he looks solid. Just to cut across you, Ben White. Um, he's just he looks like an absolute tank. His athleticism. I mean, our, 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 well. our defense, our defense with the likes of Ben White, Gabriel, Saliba, Partey, we look like a big team now. Like we've just got yeah. this presence about us. We're mm-hmm. not a, uh, you know, and it's not an easy ride when you come up against our team. Right? Yeah. I feel like we've always sort of had like short, fast, tricky players. Whereas, like, you need that right balance between skill yeah, and physicality. Yeah, you absolutely need a bit of both. The magic, so, the magic sauce, right? The magic, the magic ingredient. Oh, Jesus, that could be taken anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too early, too, too early. early for that, mate. What, what are your you. thoughts? What are your <laughs> never too early? Never for me. What What are your thoughts on uh, kind of Tommy Yasu? Like, I mean, I think bearing in mind how many games we're going to play, like he's going to play throughout Europe uh, in cup competitions. Yeah, like, let's not that. forget how good he was, and same with Tierney, really. Another, 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 another player who's picked up an injury, mm-hmm. trying to get that match fitness. But mm-hmm. then it's difficult when I guess when Ben White's playing so well, yeah. you're not going to get the match, the minutes you need. It, it comes back to kind of what I, I said earlier uh, this season. It's something which I'll be keen, still keen to see what Arteta does when his hand isn't forced. And that's you know, look, October's going to be fucking mental. So many games. Obviously, there'll be natural rotation for the Europa League cup games etc but I think we're kind of at that stage now with the club and and the the squad players that we have where if we're playing at home we're going to dominate the ball I think you can maybe sit the likes of Ben White down pop him on the bench rest him because one of the things that I do worry about with a few of our players is just how often they do play like Saka's one of them falls straight into that bracket right 
plays every week, every minute of every game. Ben White, if you remember towards the end of last season, did pick up a little injury. And I think even at the start of the season, I think it's his right knee, usually quite heavily strapped. So he's managing something there. Um, so you've got to be careful of that. But again, this, this is exactly what we want. We're not in those situations now where if our left backs get injured, who are we looking at putting there? Granite Xhaka? Just why? Or what was his name? Kolasinac? I mean, fucking hell. We were doing this not long ago. And then at right back, you're do you like, me- Cedric. Do you- no, I don't do you want remember- Cedric. <laughs> do, do you remember when we put Granite, was it two years ago, left back? And everyone was like, oh, this this could be his calling. Never was his calling. You look- never. Never was. No. Um, our blog touched upon at the depth the other day and he made a really good point actually because you, you know I'm someone who likes to moan about equality in depth and mm. you know he said the re- reality is when you're bringing you know Tierney and Vizinchenko or you've got Tommy Asu behind Ben White or you've got um, Fabio Vieira 35 million to come in to replace Odegaard like mm-hmm. that there is depth there and you That's can only depth. you know you, you there is only so much you can do without being unrealistic I think I think the concern is is the likes of Saka um, mm. and uh, Martinelli because obviously Smith Rowe's injured. So that's that. That's mm. I think where the and in that defensive midfield piece, there's a few areas where it's like if if someone picks up an injury, there isn't the players. But um, mm. if if I guess if you compared our team to to other sides in the Premier League, you'd see a similar number. And it's sort of like, well, that's that's just how would it, you can't have an abundance of quality everywhere, right? You can't have three, you know, Bukhari Saka's waiting in the wings to come no. in if he gets injured. And the only problem with this is I think a lot of people, unfortunately, look to the top of the table. And, we, you know, everyone's competing. If you want to go and win the league, the benchmark City, mate, but it's just not realistic. Unless you are funded by a government state, it's just not happening, uh, to be perfectly honest I mean, with you. And Look at Jack Grealish, 100 million. It's just, just his time there. It's just been boring. You know, it's yeah. boring. It's, it's, I, it's, it's so Man City. I saw someone put it out and said, look, Jack Grealish, before he went to City, was one of the most exciting players, ball carriers that you'll see in the league, which he was, to be fair. Now he's just another cog in Pep Guardiola's passing machine. And I was like, you know what? That is the best way to put it. And, you know, look, we say that it's boring watching City. It's funny. A lot of people are comparing our side of football to City at the minute, the way we dominate and suffocate teams. It's far more entertaining when it's your team, though, right? Um, I will yeah, say that. Yeah. That's for no, sure. No, it is. Um, no, but, it uh, definitely is. Just on to Fabio Vieira, mate. Obviously, that's his first start. And uh, I think we've all been pretty keen to see what this this chap's about because, you know, he came in 35 mil out the blue, which uh, just doesn't happen anymore. But given his first start, obviously, fantastic strike as well. Really, really lovely goal. How did you think he played overall? I've seen people maybe get a little bit carried away, but obviously the goal will, will make you do that, which is understandable. But his, his overall performance was still pretty good. Um, and I thought that he slotted into the Odegaard role quite well. But what did you make of him, obviously, watching the full game? Being live, obviously, I'm, you get to feel a little bit I'm, more. I'm probably the worst person to ask. Like, if you want like player analysis, you want James. Yeah, um, good point. Or- you know, or you want our our, our friend uh, from the Netherlands. Mm. <laughs> um, I think he's like, really struggling there. Really struggling. I can see his cogs well, in his breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, this is a question for Liam, isn't it? Really, the yeah. thing is, like, I, I never. I'm not the, the. You know, I never sort of. Well, I will watch the game as a whole. You know, I, I don't. Mm. I won't focus in on uh, you know, certain players. Mm. You know, I thought he looked comfortable. That's the point mm. that, you know, that, uh, I think that was the best compliment I could give him. Like, he just looked very comfortable. He fit in. Um, he, you know, he, he didn't look out of place, took his goal really well. You know, I thought the midfield, you know, in general were, were very good. Uh, we looked very dangerous throughout the game. Um, yeah, he had a good game, took his goal mm. well. And it's whenever you score a goal like that, it's always going to come off well, isn't it? Um mm-hmm. Like I said, I think the best compliment I could offer him is he just he just fit into the system really well. He didn't look out of place. He mm-hmm. stepped up. Um, you know, like like we say, so, you know, some, of the, some of the best compliments for, for players is when you haven't got to say anything about the performance because they've mm-hmm. just come in, they've done the job, yeah. and we move on. Um, and yeah, like obviously, obviously Odegaard was a big miss, mm-hmm. but 
I could say 35 million, you know, it's, it's a lot of money for, for, for a player. So it's, this, it's the same price we paid it, for both of them. Odegaard. Exactly. So, yeah, right, so, yeah. You've, you've, you've got to expect, you know, that he can come in and, and do a job um, because mm-hmm. there, let's be honest, there wasn't a lot on the bench. You know, I did think before the game, well, if we're going to win today, this what we've got on the pitch now, these guys have got to win the game. Because there was, I mean, if, if you look at the bench, it was it was literally in the fifteens, right? I think they had to count. I think they had, Under rumor has it, rumor has it, they had to count. They had to cancel all youth games on Sunday yeah. <laughs> just yeah. so, just so they could fill the bench. Yeah, um, no, but no, no all, all in all, all, it was a very very good, um, very good afternoon, and some lovely goals as well. William mm. Saliba stepping up again. Um, mm. And then lovely ball from Granite Xhaka for, for Gabriel Jesus. And yeah. then, yeah, Fabio Vieira, ice on the cake. The Arsenal in more. me, it could have been more, even though we were so comfortable, mm. even at 3-0, I was still a bit like, you never know. That's just, just good. That's just, that's just a part. I, I, if I but, was at home, I'd have been, I'd have been vacuuming. It's like you're free. Look, mate, uh, chill out. Yeah, 3-0 up. But no, I just think, will that, will that ever leave us? Do you reckon that will ever no. depart our no. minds or is it just with us for life now? I'm I'm always so stressed. Like I have it in my head. Like if we start wow, I think, right, well, at some point mm. this is going to end and the other team going to come back. And then, mm. but it never materialised. You know, Brentford literally offered nothing. Like they mm. were just wow and truly beaten. Um, yeah. Personal highlight of the day was when... Um, when the Arsenal fans were really taking the piss, they were they were singing Ivan Tony a stroll in the park, yeah. and then uh, when uh, you know I'm not even going to pronounce his name. Or fi- uh, was he 15 years old? 15 uh, and 100 some days. Ethan and Winery, yeah. Our super sub came on, and we were singing um, "How shit must you be? He's only 15." Brilliant. <laughs> uh, See, this this is very good. funny. Going back to like you know football fans being back and I know it's been over a year now but that that was one of the biggest parts of football I miss it's just that in in match in the stadium fan banter that you get and song just wants off songs that appear uh it's so good and it you can't beat it let's be honest even when it's aimed at you and it's funny you can't help but kind of chuckle a little bit because you're like yeah fair play as much as you like fuck yeah. off at the same time, but you know it, it swings around about. You, you dish it out sometimes, but when it comes back and it's funny, you're like, "Yeah, fair play. That's that's a good one. That's a good one." Right. <laughs> it was good. It was really good, and um, yeah, you know, leaves us top of the league, and we go, we we face Tottenham next week. We won't touch upon that. I guess we will record a cheeky pre-match point next week, and we can pre-match dive point. into into that one. Um, mm. I've got some questions today, but before we do that, we'll do our a one good, one bad um, for the day. Roll it to Perfect. you. Perfect. Roll it to me. Uh, do you want me to start with the negatives or the positives, Steve? Eve Raw, mate. Eve Raw, the floor is yours. I've actually made a list because I was like, yeah. do you know what? No, no. Every week I'm just like, what the fuck can I say for one good, one bad? I feel like I just run out of things to say. But my one bad list is pretty long, to be honest with you. I mean, I could go on, I could do a podcast on that this week. Um, Just so you know, I have got work on Monday. So, <laughs> all right, fair, fair play, fair play. So, I, mean, I, I can't, I can't give you days. I'll very quickly then. The New England home kit. What the fuck is that? That's one of my bads because I just think it's absolutely shocking. Um, another thing which in life pisses me off, and Arsenal have just added to this this week uh, with a latest merch drop, is the over shoulder bum bags the fuck are they about stop doing it um but that's my... for my football collaboration isn't it <sighs> just, i don't I just... think they're all right you know what though they've only done that because they had about 15 million of those 93 left over because they just went Loads. way overboard yeah. and they they're, and they're probably the work that you know what they're, the worst gonna, I, I, they're terrible i've Too never big. worn mine it, massive cape do you remember I got mine? I bought mine and it was absolutely ginormous. So I sent it back. They were supposed to send me a smaller one. They fucked it up. Sent me a refund instead. And I just haven't even bothered since. That's uh, honestly yeah. it's shit. You can have mine. Yeah. Oh, it'll match it'll match, um, it'll, it'll match it'll match your hat. So. Oh, I can't be a walking banana. But anyway, my actual most annoying thing, and this is my one bad for the week. 
in real real time is uh just this general time of year right i fucking hate wasps at this time of year they're flying around like drunk little fuckers they're not no idea where they're going like they just hover around you and you just they're just fucking annoying to say the least so yeah drunk wasps in autumn fuck off that's that's what i've got to say you look very confused by that you're like have i seen a drunk wasp before I've uh, no, I uh, see. I would say it's spiders. Like I, I just keep seeing little spiders everywhere. They're just all coming in the house. I could mm. alarm you of them. Bastards, the little ones are bastards. fine. It's big ones, mate. You want to worry about? Yeah, I couldn't leave. I, I don't know how your brother lives in Oz. Like, oh, mate. fuck, fuck that. Yeah, it's snakes. Like, you can, you, big you can spiders. Get up at two in the morning for a piss. Oh, excuse me, love. There's a there's a tarantula on the end of the bed. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Why? It is a weird. You don't like spiders, clearly. I can see it in you. Terrified. Oh, Do you know weird weird life facts? Don't know if you know this. Apparently, on average, a human consumes eight spiders in their lifetime without knowing it. Oh, really? It's not many, speed. really. Though, to be fair, it's it's, it's some too many. Some spiders are tiny. tiny. Yeah, tiny. Imagine he's just crawled in there. You didn't even know about it. You swallowed him. I bet they probably eat spiders in some parts of the world. Ah, oh, probably the big, big bastards. Yeah, Thailand yeah. or something. I reckon. Like a like because you can eat crab, can't you? So you, I guess you could have a tarantula. It's a very that's a very different different fucking animal <laughs> to say the least. But uh, crabs, lovely. But anyway, you go last... to like a, a sea. You go to like a seafood restaurant instead of the fishes. You got tanks full yeah. of, uh, of of tarantulas. Anyway, that's my segment. That's my segment on bad. What's your one bad? Well, my bad's actually really dull, to be fair. It, oh, it was, um, sorry, mate, it's talk, talk sports, constant bashing yeah. of yeah. Arsenal this week. And it just feels like, oh, have a day off. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen about two or three news uh, feeds on, on this, talking about the substitution, saying, like, you know, what is Arteta doing? Like, take, bring on this 15 year old. It's like, oh, just slow news days it lads because i just think like mm. it's, it's not even that like I, I was over it on on monday like why are you still going on about it it's it's almost like they've got a the arsenal mate. Great, yeah like I, arsenal. I never actually believed in the arsenal um sort of hate so to speak but From i media, just yeah. literally it's, it's but obvious you just, but the fact that we're doing so well now and i've noticed it even more can't stand it and it's like can't stand it Obviously, when we're doing it's shit, like, oh come on! They, when we're doing shit, they can actually go into it. Uh, yeah, it, it's annoying, just but you can kind of understand it a little bit. But now yeah, it's just justified. Like, if Man United, Man City, actually any other Premier League side bought on a fucking fifteen-year-old, they'd all be lauded for it, being like, "Oh, who's this next gonna upcoming superstar?" Like the fact that it's just got so much traction, you're like, "Would you ever fuck off? Just be happy for the kid, mate." Like, who gives a fuck why he was brought yeah. on? What Arteta Literally. said about bringing him on, we're freeing up, mate. We bring on who the fuck we want. I'll bring on Steve Stokes if I want to, if he was registered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. It is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the attention just, that we get. It just it makes me feels, laugh. Yeah. I just get a sense of like, it, it must really trigger them. Mm. If, if it's like Wednesday or the Thursday and they're still talking about mm. it, it's like, Get yeah, quit, there's lads. bigger there's bigger fish to fry you know there's, there's yeah there's there's bigger things in the world going on but yeah that's my mm. one bad for the week i just thought it was a little bit a little bit weird that they're still talking about yeah that. um what is your one good do we have a, do we have a, a big list or is this a little another segment another segment i'll keep it short for this one Cal- but, um, we should we should we should rename this to, to calvin's segment one maybe, good one maybe. bad yeah just the name of the Calvin podcast. Segment. <laughs> but um <laughs> no just um obviously with your upcoming wedding just weddings in general. That's my one good. Um, I was at one at the weekend, got to catch up with some friends from home, which is great. A friend from home. He was back from Australia. I haven't seen him for about four or five years. So that was absolutely superb, mate. You know, there's nothing better than getting all dressed up to the nines, getting a few beers down on a nice sunny afternoon. Fantastic. Nice. My other one good is just Granite Jacker. Putting out there, such a great, great story. Um, it's funny though, a lot of the redemption story is always fantastic. A lot of people think that the the song was properly sung at him for the first time uh, against Bournemouth. Obviously, as you know, uh, not Bournemouth, sorry, um, Brentford, but it was going back to Bournemouth, I think, was the first time I heard it. Uh, but, you know, him coming out afterwards and just saying what it means to him and, 
you know, seeing him applaud the fans, you know, it's those kind of goosebump moments. And, you know, I've got a lot of admiration for the character and a lot of admiration for him just getting his head down and mate and just getting everybody back on side. Not everybody, but the vast majority. Um, and I just think mm. that's, it's brilliant, to be honest. You know, I, I love no, in every, in every walk of life, those sorts of stories are brilliant. Yeah, no, it really is. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think that we almost sold him for like 15 million. million. Like I, I, like I was here last season saying we need to, we need to move him on. And I was, and I, and I, and I carried that with me for, for months. And to be fair, hold my hands up, change mm-hmm. my opinion. And it's fine. That's what, cause, and that's fine. Um, it's but yeah, absolutely no, fine. Rightly so. Um, mm. uh, so my, so my one good, my one, one good. Is, so t- tomorrow I'm 31. Or if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's my birthday. And if you listen to this on Sunday, it was yesterday. Um, to give you an idea, won't go further than that because we could be here all night. But yeah, 31st birthday. Can't believe I'm going to be 31. And I still can't grow a beard. Like, mm. I still get IDs sometimes. Really? Like, to be fair, I don't, I don't, that young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Tell that to the ID police, you know? Mate, if I had a proper shave, not that as much of anyway, and stuck on like an Arsenal shirt, I look about 16. Fuck that is the one know. thing all about you, football you, shirts. Like, not but, so much vintage, vintage stuff, but I feel like the modern football shirts just make people mm. look a lot younger. Yeah, that's a um, valid point. So all you need to do then, mate, to go back to your youth is uh, grow that hair out, dye it back to that lovely black colour you had once upon a time, uh, and then re-embrace the emo days, no? Shall I start wearing like Guns N' Roses t-shirts and like yeah. Spring with Horizon again and put some big... Um, big earrings, loop earrings, paint, paint your nails. Paint my, eyes like, paint my eyes like a panda, go moshy yeah. bashing. Yeah, moshy bashing, yeah. Paint those fingernails <laughs> black. That's yeah. a, that's a, did you watch da- Davo? No, is it Davo? No. When you, that, oh, that's a quote from him. You must have watched it when you were a kid. That, that, it was like a chav. You see like little clips. No, maybe lost on you. Yeah, I'll send you it yeah. after the podcast. Um, right. Anyway, anyway, let's end on a few questions. Um, love the questions. Out. You love the questions. So I do, we've got yeah. a couple to get, get stuck into. Um, Go on then. <laughs> James, 93 AFC, Stone Island on for Spurs. So do you get the oh. relevance of this? Stone this Island on tw- for Spurs. This is because I tweeted about the stigma around wearing football shirts to football. And mm. I said, personally, I don't particularly rate Stone Island and all that stuff, but each to their own. Uh, no, James, I'll, me and Calvin will not be wearing Stone Island. Uh, I've never, never owned anything Stone Island. Because um, look, right, in life, you've got to be very realistic about how you go about it. You know me, Steve. Uh, a few of the listeners have met me. I'm, I'm not exactly hench. Let's put it that way. So if I put a Stone Island jumper on, I look like a prick. Um, and it, it, it's just, just one of the facts of life. If I wore it, I look like a twat. And then if there's someone that sees me wearing it, he thinks I'm up for a rare, then uh, I'm going to get me fucking head kicked in. So yeah, it's yeah. just something I've avoided, and then, to be honest. And then, and if anything, you'll get your jumper dirty. And you've probably paid a good hundred quid for that little patch. And the rest. And the rest for uh, a knitted cardigan. Bet- Fuck off. Literally, you're wearing a knitted jumper with a, a rectangle on. Yeah. Probably, probably going to offend a few listeners there. No, but look, again, Steve, each their own. If you love the Stone Island, crack on. If you can actually wear it and pull it off, I'm jealous, to be honest. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for your birthday, I'll get you a, a Stone Island beanie. Please don't. Your <laughs> wedding's coming up and uh, I will buy you the shittest wedding gift of all time. Ah, thanks. Cheers, mate. If you want to give no me that, the, your 90, 94, 96 third, I'll take no, it. Absolutely uh, not. Arsenal jersey, Santos or Squelarchi? Oh, what for? What are we talking here? Are we talking like worst player? Are we talking that, if you had to select uh, one? I don't know. It's just this read Santos or Squelarchi. I'm going to go with if you, if you had to select one, keep it simple. Go on in. Who are you going to? I'm. You Santos. go first, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm going Santos, Santos as well. Just because for one reason. Ma- because he's good going forward. Scored a goal at Chelsea. Goal. Yeah. I mean, he From was fucking shit though. Like in terms of a fullback, he was fucking dire. But yeah. Um, Awful and overweight. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so if I had bad. to pick one of the two. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell, Scalacci. Jesus Christ. And Sylvester at centre-back. What the fuck were we thinking? 
No, yeah, bleak. It was a bleak time. Bleak time. Yeah. yeah. Um, J.K. Robbie, if Tierney can stay healthy, who do you prefer at left back going forward this season? Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. I think, I think, if they're both fit, I'd rather see Tierney at left back and then maybe utilize Zinchenko in midfield, depending mm-hmm. on the uh, available players we have. Hmm. No. I'd have to slightly be slightly different. I'm going to go back to sitting on the fence for this one, Steve. It's been a while, but um, no, I think it's just, Oh, here we go. Um, No, I think it's just a case of, look, it's, if they're both available and are both fully fit, this is where we can start to set up against particular opposition. If it's a game where we're going to have a lot of the ball, um, I think Zinchenko would be my, my preferred option. Uh, but I think if it's the likes of a tricky away game where we're going to be a little bit more defensively minded because I do feel that Tierney is better out of the two of them defensively, I'd be inclined to go with uh, Kieran Tierney. So I think it's just, look, you don't have to pick one or the other. Um, it's perfectly normal it's to go. Look. Situational, isn't it, really? Exactly. Like it, and it, having it, it changes game to game, who you're playing, what 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 is the situation with the rest of the team? There's mm-hmm. not a definitive answer. Um, but having the options, that's what it's about. Not ideally, they're both. Ideally, they're both fit. Uh, you know, for oh yeah, in an ideal uh, world, everyone's fit. Thomas underscore gr twenty seven area on the pitch uh, in need of new signings. Um, I think uh, we need to go in for a winger. I mm-hmm. think that's a priority. Saka, Saka cover, yeah. I just think, and yeah. Saka... I mean, if we're realistic as well, I think we're not going to get more than three or four. Well, I think we'll be lucky to get one or two. Mm. Um, I think the areas you want to look at is midfield, mm-hmm. attack, and on that, on that right wing. What would you prioritise if you had to pick one? I think if I had to pick one right this minute, it would be someone to actually replace long-term Thomas Pye, if I'm honest with you, because I think as it stands right in you know today, if you look at it, I think there's a bit of um, fluidity at the top. You could put Jesus out on the right. He's played that position at City before. And you could bring in Eddie if you had to um, in the central position. Whereas if Thomas Pye gets injured right now, look, Sambi coming in did a job, didn't he? Um, but it's not the same. You don't have that that anchor in the centre mid. Um, and Granite Jack is the way he has to adapt his play as well. You know, it does have to sit a little bit deeper. You have to kind of protect him a little bit more. Whereas, you know, with the likes of Pi, you can just leave him there and mm. it just works. It works better. So if I had to do it today, yeah, I'd, I'd probably look at someone to come in, you know, who's going to be that long-term replacement for Thomas Pi. yeah. Maybe Yuri Tillemans, maybe? I don't think he's the one. No. Different players. Yeah, I mean, look, I'd love him. Yeah. I would love to have him in there as an option. But to be honest with you, where's he, where's he fit? You've got Odegaard and Vieira. And Granite Jack is sure. doing such a good job. I just think there's enough there. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting, right? To see, I'd love to see in a game uh, Odegaard and um, Vieira in there together. Jesus Christ, that's quite a thought, isn't it? Mm. It's quite a thought. Uh, Leon Farrell one two three asks: If Saka and Saliba don't sign new deals this season, should we sell? If so, how much for? Well, it's not as horrible for, and it. If it hopefully, they, they they do sign. Big rumours that it's already done. The Saliba one in particular, I believe. Um, obviously, don't don't you know mainstream media don't quote us on that. I know we're Barry Big Times now uh, with Steve. You know, pushing towards forty k. But um, oh, shock him now. I mean, look, they're both be into the final year of their contracts, I believe. So it, it's really hard to know what what their value would, what you'd be able to fetch uh, would be, because you know they hold all the cards in those scenarios. But look. Let's not entertain the thought. Sorry to skip your question, but it's not happening. They're, they're both going to sign their new deals. Uh, you know, there's no reason for them to leave at the minute. Um, you know, Saliba's getting what he wants. He's been called up to France with the World Cup in mind. And I think, you know, he played last night. He is surely, you know, he's on that plane. He has to be on that plane. And if he carries on with the form he is, he'll be in that starting 11 um, for France in the World Cup. And Saka, obviously, he's... he's you know, he's a star. He's a star in England's 11 at the minute. So again, I just think it will come down to where we finish. If they are waiting for, for the summer, I think if we qualify Champions League, 
you know, and we have a very good competitive season, they'll both stay. They won't go anywhere. No chance. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, one final question before we go. Wenger's um, mm. house, worst away ground. Oh. Throw that Ooh. over to you first. You, your, what was the one you went to recently? You said it's just the concourse was absolutely shocking. It's, Palace. I don't do Palace. Palace. I think spectator view there. Yeah, there's got to be up there. Um, where's the rate away ground? Oh, that's a good question. Also, do, I mean, is he is he on about atmosphere? Is he on about the general experience? I think I think for atmosphere, honestly, Brentford on Sunday was one of mm. the worst grounds I've been to for atmosphere. It was just silent. Mm. Um, but in terms of like, uh, you know, kind of the, the trip as a whole, like, but um, Brighton was terrible. I thought you that might train station. And the yeah. concourse is the concourse of Brighton is horrendous. Walls so as well. Small. I, I don't I don't weird. like walls because you aren't you're, the wayfinds on the length of the pitch, so you can't get any absolute. It's really in. weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, Watford I'm, as well. Watford as well. They don't sell beer in the concourse. Mm. Who doesn't sell beer in the concourse? Like you, you're at the football. Yeah, you're at the football. Um, I'm going to throw in another one into the into that hat, and that's Everton. Purely because if you get if you get a poor view with a fucking pole, yeah. it's your ninety minutes ruined. Um, but no, I think if I had to go overall, I think overall experience, yeah, Brighton's up there, mate. It's it's not in a good shit. It's, it's not. It's a lovely little stadium. It's just in a really poor place. How you know getting out is awful, awful to yeah. get out of. And that concourse, you want a queue, shoebox. Oh shit, it was vile. I didn't enjoy that at all. No, um, I never enjoy. I never enjoy going to Stoke. Just because it's a horrible place, but because the view was always good and 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 the the concourse and the atmosphere was always very good there, but never mm. never enjoyed going there. Also, don't mm. also can I say Anfield because in the last ten years we seem to lose every time that we go. Yeah, there. every time, absolutely. But look, I guess on that horrific bombshell of Anfield, uh, probably time to end the show. Uh, as always, we'd just like to thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you do enjoy the show, please do leave us a review on Apple and Spotify and drop the five-star review. And remember to share on the socials with your mates or even in your Arsenal fan groups. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back with another podcast before Spurs at home. Massive game. So please keep an eye on the social media feeds for that. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.